Welcome to Relationship. I'm Stacy, And my name is Oha. Hi, honey. Hello, It is being goofy off the bat. Princess is what you are. You think I'm a princess? I think you're, you're my princess. Mm. Mm-hmm. I've never, I've never uh, related mm-hmm. to a princess. Do you feel more like Except a queen? Ariel. Like the, the no. buffoon? <laughs> I feel like the sister. It's like, laugh at me. I'm funny. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Somebody who's supportive from afar. I can't do much to help. You know, that yeah. kind of you're like a lady in waiting who's lazy and sticks yeah. in the bathroom whenever the queen is getting dressed. Yeah. Like, hi. You're like, I can't button that. If you have an evil stepmother, I can't protect you from her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I will dish about her Talk by the fountain with the birds. Yeah. I could do that. Ariel was the only princess I ever really liked. Um, she was a little bitch. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I guess they all excuse? were in some way or another. Jasmine, to me, was the most strong-willed one there. Yeah, she was pretty strong-willed. She didn't fall um, in love right away. She was like, you know what? She was. You're going to have to take me on a few carpet rides. Mistrusting. She kept exotic animals as pets. That which is I incredibly find. American. Well, yeah, I guess. You know, it's very mm-hmm. popular in the Middle East. That, too. You know, I recently was looking at a Texas Persian rescue and the majority of the cats come from Kuwait and Afghanistan because they get excited about little kitties. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, shit, they're real animals and we have to take care of them. And so then they throw them away. That's horrible. Yeah. So yeah. that's very relevant to what you're saying. Um, y- well, yeah, but they have like uh, cheetahs and I don't know, name some lemurs. Je- cheetahs, Onyx. I said. Yeah, whatever the that's cat, stone, big but... cats are. Jaguar. They- Panther. So yes, they keep those as animals. Yeah, I know somebody right now with a baby tiger. With a baby tiger. It's wrong. It's wrong. Wow. He has one. He posted on his uh, Snapchat. Heard of it? I have Snapchat? not actually. I've never. And he doesn't even have to put a filter on it because it's real. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I have to get tiger filters to get tigers mm-hmm. anywhere near me whatsoever. When you do the thing. Yeah, the filter. Yeah. yeah. You don't want tigers near you. Who wants that? I think I think I could deal with them. Like, I, if I had to have them all around me, I think they would like me back. No, it, they wouldn't. They mm-hmm. would kill you. I, I pet a koala one time, and it scared the shit out of me. Okay. Do you know koalas are small? I'm not stupid. Their nails are like four inches long. What is that in centimeters? Stop. I can't. I'm Learn so sorry. to speak the language. I, I can't. It's very hard once you get hey, here. Hey, I think it, it's like seven centimeters or something. Okay, that's large. That's so, very cool. That's quite large. They're long, mm-hmm. and these koalas are sitting up there doped up, which now I kind Why of... Why are they doped up? Because if people are going to be touching them all day long, it's they an They need animal. to be high. They yeah. don't want to be. That's like me. They're going to mm-hmm. be high in the wild, but they're obviously doped up to let... Anytime you see a picture of a human touching a wild animal that is not like an animal trainer person, they are doped up. Because... Or, or else they, they don't want to touch you. They yeah. We don't do that. They have their own lives. In the wild. Like know? if you were sitting at a cafe, would you let one just touch you? No. You'd be like, oh, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. So if they some don't other human you, did that to me, I'd be like, I'm sorry, man. Even another human, but imagine another species. This thing is like, I don't know you, bitch. Um, so they keep them doped up. And I was just like, I still don't trust it. It takes one swipe of your little dirty foot to give me Australian, I don't know. Idaho, Australian flu. Idaho fever. Mm-hmm. Idaho fever. Mm-hmm. Australian uh, Utaho fever. Utaho, yeah. That's mm-hmm. what the koala thinks. And I touched a kangaroo. Well, I didn't touch one. Was I was hot? too scared. Hey, no. He was not a hot kangaroo. But I thought he was dead. And so I was like, I okay. laid next to him and like posed with him and stuff like that. But you don't want to touch wild animals. They're not for us. They're for I'm going to add that to my list of things that I don't think we no should No ocean, with. no space, no wild animals. Yeah, stay okay. away. Right. I like cities. You know, I, there's a lot to do in cities. There's different kinds of Thai food. There's not just one uh-huh. kind. If you're in a small place, that's just one Thai restaurant. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, anyway, 
Animals aside, let's talk about the real animal in the room. Ooh. <laughs> you know? Uh, a wild beast that cannot be tamed. Uh, so we have uh, contributor to Outsmart Magazine, humorist Ryan Leach. Uh, I don't prefer animal. I prefer queen. Oh, okay. So you want to go back to I the I want to go back to that. Yeah. Because I also have something to say about koalas. They give you gonorrhea. Which is true fact. That's true. In your genitals? No, they like, they carry like gonorrhea with them, like Australian, or like it's regular gonorrhea, but it's in Australia. And I don't know. So when they swipe you, you get gonorrhea. Like they have it in their eyes. It's just they're like big carriers of gonorrhea. It could be chlamydia, but it's one of those. One of the nasty ones. That is so gross. The picture of me is like this. Well, we'll send a picture of this every time. No, I'll never find it. <laughs> when somebody said, "I'm going to take a picture of you touching this gonorrhea dick," I had the same face. It was yeah. like sort of like, "No, thank you," but we're the fo- the camera's there. So how many? <laughs> um, a lot to unpack there. <laughs> if I mean, I don't know if anybody could really ask like how many gonorrhea dicks we've touched. <laughs> I really hope under three. <laughs> I think it's just immeasurable. You know? Gonorrhea dicks. Yeah, I think because gonorrhea is very vintage. It's a oh yeah. Is that around? Chlamydia is around. Like chlamydia no. is vintage as well. Gonorrhea, no, it's out there. Gonorrhea is vintage, but it's also making a big comeback because now there's not just gonorrhea. There's the super gonorrhea. This is true. Super story gonorrhea. Too. Super gonorrhea, and it um you can't kill it with antibiotics. Oh wow. What you do you can't kill keep it with? a good bitch down? You kill it with <laughs> a kindness, I guess. I don't know. Like you just have to like be really super nice to me. Like please don't like drip during this meeting. Uh, isn't it crazy that everything comes back in style? <laughs> yeah. It's really it's so cyclical and everything. it's back and back and forth. Yeah, but uh, you know if you're like chlamydia and gonorrhea and like you're both like like mm-hmm. look at them as like twin sisters like mary kate and ashley also mm-hmm. and so like you're just constantly vying for like who's the star of the show and like mm-hmm. right now it's gonorrhea and like chlamydia is like go fuck yourself if i had to put the olsen twins to chlamydia and gonorrhea i would think gonorrhea i i imagine gonorrhea to be nastier so um then the olsen twins no no no. so i would think then the, then chlamydia mm. um I would say that's Mary Kate, right? <laughs> Mary Kate is gonorrhea and Ashley is chlamydia. It's a little cleaner. You just take a pill. You're fine. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have had it. You can't get it outside of the Los Angeles area. It's just they there. They live in New York. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Mm-hmm. LA, New York. Huge Chicago. fan. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Huge fan. Um, yeah. A lot of people have seen it, come in contact with it, but you don't really talk to it if you can. It gonorrhea. It killed Heath Ledger. Yeah. I think that was that's gonorrhea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's gonorrhea. Wow, gonorrhea killed Heath Ledger. Yep. <laughs> Start that rumor for his daughter it's, to read. It's definitely a conspiracy theory that I've been trying to put out there. Oh, for okay. a while now. So I'm kind of just natural, organically. Came we don't out. have any proof it didn't. Yeah. We don't have any proof. Which that is it the didn't. new reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the new way things are proven or disproven. That's right. You have no proof it didn't. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, what do you love to do on a Saturday night? Drink wine. Okay. okay. So I think I have had a lot in common Where with at? a lot of people. Um, I really love to, uh, I used to like love to go out and like stuff like that, but really I love to like ideally like drink wine on my porch and, yeah. you know, just drink as much wine as possible. And before it used to be like drink as much wine as possible and like find somebody on scruff or grinder but now uh-huh. i'm in a relationship so now it's like drink as much as possible and then um play uh, candy crush which i'm on level 285 that's what i mean that's what everyone's out there looking for yeah you're on scruff you're on jacked you're on grinder you're on what adam whatever the fuck all these things are and then you just want somebody to ignore while you look at your phone still <laughs> yeah um, well, the funny cool. thing is, is you so you named a few websites. So of course you have your apps. So you have Scruff, you have Grindr, you have Jacked. But then you were talking about Adam for Adam, which I don't know if it's jumped into gay dating apps now. But that used to be like the website. But that was like the third tier website because okay. there was Gay dot com, uh-huh. which by the way was just donated to the LA LGBTQ Center. That's wonderful. But before in the mid two thousands, that used to be how we trolled for dick on the internet. Mm-hmm. That and AOL, Beautiful. and then there was Adam for Adam, and then there was 
another one. I was pretty much a gay dot comer. That's the one that I used. What Dude. what did you what kind of person is generally on each one? Like is there a different segment uh, that would go to a specific That's a really great question. So like if you like so I well I let me use the apps that we have now. So if I were on an app right now, I would go to Grinder for like your general your general queen. You can find like a, a variety, but that's where you're pretty, pretty much going to find like your every everyday queen. Okay, you know your like standard black dress, like you know mm-hmm. your regular boot. I don't know, like, just your classic, you're doing class. but just your, your, your basic general, yeah, gay bro. Your your basic general gay bro, but like a variety, like because yeah. everyone kind of goes there. It's sort of like the JRs, which is the gay bar here, which is like the general. It's like the JRs of apps. Okay. And so then if you go on Scruff, you're looking for, like, somebody that's, like, probably bearded, maybe a little bit beefier, you know. So you, for that would be, like, the eagle here, okay. you know, just because our eagle's kind of mild. And so Scruff is, okay. like, whatever. And then Jacked, from what I understand, is, like, if you want to find meth. But I'm not, oh, I'm yeah. not casting the aspersions. The name is in it. It's in the name. It's in the name. What's the one across from JR's? The one, well, oh, that's... Um, Oil can Harry's, but that closed. No, right? no that's not that's oil. That's in Austin. That's in Austin. Oh, what is the? Uh, what is it? Because that when you walk in, you're just like, well, that's oh, the one rip that, cord. that. No, well, the, no, rip cord is, is crazy. Rip cord's like growler. It's so my favorite. Growler's for like bears. Like you're looking for a bear. Uh-huh. And like growler, whenever I hear the word growler, I always think of like some big dude like taking a dump, mm-hmm. like a growler. But apparently it's also a sex app. But that one, I can't remember the name of that club that you're talking about. But the guy got stabbed and died in line. Mining company. No. Yes. No. No. Where's the mining company? Yes. No, it's in between JR's and the Eagle. Anyway. There's one across the street. Somebody. All we need. No. Yes. Blur. 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 No, it's not blur. It is. No, it's not. I promise. Because one time they tried to charge me getting a blur. And I'm like, I'm not even going to get dick here. Like, and I fought it. But that's not blur. It's something across the street, though. Right from JR's. Well, that was mining company. And then there's South Beach. Yeah. I never go to South Beach. South Beach is cool as hell. Which, by the way, I love that you said fought it. Like some kind of like, you know, like. I fought it as a straight white woman. I'm like, let me talk to your manager. I am not coming here. I'm not getting no dick. No one's going to pay attention to me. I'm not paying. Let me dance. Yeah. Okay. I just just came to dance. I just went to dance. It's a civil rights issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, where's my space? What do you think? I know what I think of this. What do you think about this sort of kind of idea that like gay bars, gay spaces, if you're not identified as gay, if you're like a straight lady... Especially if you're like a bachelorette party, like mm-hmm. not on today. Okay, um, so I I never put this together. I'm the only straight lady here, so I'll speak for everybody. Yeah, that's, my, all that, of my people. That's how it should. usually works. Yeah. So, um, uh, as a straight woman, <laughs> it's like, why can't I come in? Um, I I didn't realize this until recently. So I've never been married. So I've never had a bachelorette party, and I've never done one at a gay bar. Uh, I've gone to many gay bars through the years. I love them like I love any other bar. I don't, I'm not like, oh my God, you know, to the guys there. But um, I realized that we've been doing bachelor. This is stupid because listen to me, Ryan. I know. I just realized this though. We've been doing bachelorette parties in places where people can't get married. That is so fucked up. So for until gay marriage became legal, we had all of these. We love to go to these bachelorette parties at gay bars because gay guys pay attention to us and they treat us like we're so beautiful and all this stuff. And then you don't have to worry about some guy pressing his dick in, into you. Um, but it was like they couldn't get married. It's so fucked up, I think. It is fucked up. I think it's sort of like the Robert E. Lee statue, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in the South, which is, of course, like the big thing. But in yeah. a way, it sort of is. And I guess because <laughs> back. When yes, when before marriage equality, I never really thought of it that way. But somebody, it is sort of a gay up. guy that I listened to on another podcast, um, throwing shade, Brian Safi. Oh yeah, um, I know him. Do you know him personally? Because well, I know um, of him. I the watched. way you said it, you're like I know. Well, you're kind of connected. I know, you know who she is. Um, so Brian said it on his podcast, and yeah. I was it, it struck me because I never realized that I I don't think from any of the gay men that I know they weren't like 
crying necessarily because they couldn't get married, but they were they were wanting it. It wasn't like some teenage girl going, I want to marry him, daddy. Like they they were living their lives, they were partners, but they faced obstacles. And then we go in with a sash and a dick and we're like dick straws, you know, and we're just like, I'm getting married this weekend. And like we want them to praise us and stuff. But I don't think those same women were really like, I'll fight to the death for your equality, too. Well, certainly not. I See, I always saw it as, like, me. I'm, like, the animal at the zoo. We were speaking about wild animals. Mm-hmm. And there was a period of time, I still think it happens, where I feel like sometimes uh, straight women will, like, claim, like, he's my gay. Like, I'm, like, uh. Jasmine's tiger or something like that. I'm, like... <laughs> I'm not anybody's gay. And I'm like, that's illegal now. But conversely, I did, I used to formerly have a joke that I thought was amazing where like, like if you find a twink, which for those that don't know, a twink is like a thin hairless sort of gay guy. And like the twinkier the twink, if you caught them, the more wishes they could, they would grant. Uh But you had to catch them. And so like, I always thought that was like a great joke at bars. And so I was constantly grabbing twinks. Turns out I was just teaching at a high school. Nope, that's a good way to do it. Yeah, that's a good way. I love high school. I have nothing to say to that. Um, well, because I was drunk, I was because I was drunk, and I would just stumble in, and then like you I'm, know, grab you and say, "Grant a wish," and they were like, "What are you? Who are you?" I'm Sixteen. I love that. Get joke. away, Mister yeah. Leach. Hey, I love that yeah. joke. It that's is a actually joke. a joke that I I used in bars. I think that that should be like a stand up joke. So. um I uh, I think that as the straight woman going into the game, if you go in with a group of women and the sole purpose is to to gain attention, you don't need to be in a gay bar. Right. I would go to a drag show. Yeah, but for sure. But you pay in immense respect to the performer and tip the shit out of her. But I would not go into JR's with a bachelorette party that looked like a bachelorette party and was like, ah, let's do shots. I wouldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Even though equality is there, I do not. I just think Ish. this is not your a marriage. Right, a marriage yeah. equality. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you guys have it. Get over it. Right. <laughs> um, uh, I think that even though marriage equality is legal here at least, I wouldn't go gain attention there. Well, that's because you were raised right. I'm a, but no, I don't. I did not think of that. I, I've never gone to one, but I didn't even think of it till Brian said it that way. Yeah, and that blew. It really blew my mind. But I have gone to many a gay bar, and I have been drunk, and I've you know f- let a guy fondle my tits, and I fondled his dick, like you know, and Ben the one who's like, oh my god, we're all queens. I've I've been there, but I've wow. been like a one off. Like I'm the one person with all of my friends. I've never said I have a gay. I've never had a gay. I've never had like a best friend other than girls. Yeah, I don't. I think that it's the same thing of like creating a relationship not based on communality, but more so based on some stereotype or some like version of a relationship you've seen elsewhere. Could you imagine if people were friends with us and like, this is my fat, like my yeah. fat friend. This is my like, fat girl. What? Like and everyone's like gotta have one. Definitive. It definitely is tokenism in that way for sure. Like yeah. it's very parallel to that. Um, but I wonder if uh, sometimes it just takes people kind of like pointing that out you gotta, for I people to even notice because There's... I don't know if they're going in there really thinking about that at all, you know? But you know what I I have done is I have, you know, I've had a very good, you know, very good friends that are lesbians, but I remember like having like, she's my lesbian friend, but it was really because I wanted to let other gay guys that were like, against lesbians as friends like to know like yeah no they're they're like cool because there's some of that tension just in the guys. in the gay, co- oh, gay community yeah. too Do you think that's still like like when chances was around i know that like you wouldn't catch a guy d- dead in there unless it was doing karaoke on the other side but was there um do you think it's still the same i don't know what do you think i am a little separate from she doesn't really consider she's like queer I, I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just am a little separate from that. I know a lot of gay people or queer people in general, but I don't like fully participate. I think like, I don't think I've gone to pride for a couple of years. I don't know. I, it's not that I'm not like that. That's not a part of my identity that I'm comfortable with. Is it possible to be post comfort with it? Like no, I just want to live so. my life. I am too. I am and not worry about any of that stuff. She's post like label. Right. You know? No, I mean, and, I, and I'm that way too, but I do still hear like, especially with sort of the older generation, they still very mm-hmm. much live in that 
that sort of there's some abyss between the two. Yeah. Yeah, And I think that there was really until the AIDS crisis. That's kind of what kind of brought the lesbian and the gay community together together. And not to say that lesbians and gays are the only part of our community, but you know, there was sort of that divide that I think the AIDS crisis historically uh, brought together. And, you know, I know talking about AIDS is really still upbeat, but it's, it still it, was. It usually is. It it's is. upbeat is what yeah. you're saying. It's just like a happy Oh, yeah. Thing. I yeah. almost said Australian AIDS, but I I didn't say it because I didn't want to make that joke. I make AIDS jokes all the time because my dad died of it. So I'm yeah. just like, you know, I've been repping AIDS since the 90s. Yeah. You know, Boom. like when you bitches were scared to touch each other. Yeah. <laughs> my dad had it. I um. I, I kind of I like love an AIDS joke, um, yeah. but I like I like jokes that kind of like go there, and it's mm-hmm. like like make you clutch the pearls a little bit. Yeah, like me we too. were we went to Provincetown, and one of our friends we were sharing a house, and one of our friends got like sick with the flu, but I had just watched The Normal Heart on HBO, oh. and we were so we're at this like we're at we're at like this we're at this beach town, and like we're like throwing the football, and we're like living our lives and being on the beach, and all of a sudden like. Out of nowhere, he just was like, like Jonathan Groff in the normal heart in the first scene. It's like, <laughs> and it's like, what's wrong with him? And then he, oh. he didn't end up having the flu, but we were like, it's AIDS too. Um, you know? So, so Catherine is sick right now. Yeah. It, it just, because it is also, it, it goes through my head a lot too. Again, traumatized childhood from it. Um, she was, she has the flu and I'm like, what if she has AIDS? Like, I think that about everybody who like, they can't get better. <laughs> like they're sick with one thing, sick with another. When you were sick, you're like, and it's then all you were like, I went to the doctor, but then I'm sick again. I'm like, she has AIDS. Right. You just never know. <laughs> um, it, but yes, talking about AIDS is not a beat, but I love an AIDS joke. Right. I think it's good. You know, um, I made a prep joke the other day to my aunt, my like straight cis aunt and her daughter, and they did not get it at all. Well, a lot of people still don't know about, I'm a big prep advocate. Uh-huh. So a lot of people still don't know about prep. They what is it? Uh, it's pre-exposure prophylaxis. It's a drug that's used to treat HIV, a lower dosage of it. And if you take it every day as prescribed, uh, it has over 90-something percent effective at preventing HIV transmission. I think there's only been three cases of somebody who was using it appropriately, using it as prescribed, that actually acquired HIV. And I think in those instances, it was like a a, a form of the virus that was resistant to that particular drug. So it's very effective. And I wrote a whole article about it, actually, because there's a lot of slut shaming around it. Like, you only want to get on prep so you can take a million loads. And sometimes it's because you're in a serodiscordant relationship. Like, one of you is positive, one of you is negative, and you don't want to have condoms in that. Maybe you do want to take a million loads. And so when I talk about it, I try to get people to separate from the idea of whatever behavior people are exhibiting mm-hmm. with it and say this is a tool, just like a condom is a tool. you know. And if you want to take a million loads, that's your business. It's but- the old school shame of the birth control. You just want to yeah. get on that so you can fuck around. So you've never heard of PrEP? I kind of have, but I don't billboard think I was. For it. I think I had kind of an idea of what it mm-hmm. was, but I wanted further clarification just in case. Um, I have lots of knowledge. This is going to be an AIDS podcast. I have <laughs> lots of knowledge about AIDS just from my childhood. Have you watched How to Survive a Plague? Yeah. Such so, a great Holy movie. fuck. So yeah. that, you know what I've kind of, not an advocate, but I have, AIDS is geared around gay men as it should be. But when I was growing up, because AIDS was so rampant in the 90s without acknowledgement from the government, medicine availability, things like that, especially early 90s. So many of my friend's parents, like I have an uncle who died of AIDS. Mm-hmm. It my, was, as do I, yeah. Yeah, it was it was rumored that he's closeted gay, but he, he got AIDS. Uh, I have a girlfriend in high school who both of her parents had AIDS. You know, drug use, all these things. We have, um, I did the AIDS walk in Denver and they did such a good job of like educating you along the walk. It's like a very chill walk. Maybe they were already high. And they would tell like stories of like that first teenage boy. I'm going to forget his name. So I'm not Ryan White. Yeah. And so you'd have a whole like block about him and then um, other people and people that tested whatever. Um, anyway, AIDS. Hey, the prep thing though. So I have a funny story about that. Not a funny story. Um, I knew a guy. So if you know people with AIDS, you just kind of band together when you're like a young girl. Um, because people were like scared of my dad or, you know, whatever they were, you know, the first thing after I said he had it or that's how I died. They're like, do you have it? Like, you know, whatever. 
Um, I'm not victimized by that though. Um, I know a guy who tested some of the like beginnings of prep and his, he had HIV and then it showed up, it, it disappeared from his body. And that was like the beginning stages of prep. So this was like late nineties, mm-hmm. maybe like 98, 99. So it was amazing. So I remember a girl told me about it. She was like, Hey, his name tested negative for HIV. Like doesn't show up in his blood. And then it's this medicine, this drug trial he was doing. And I just, well, he was probably been so sweet to me. The idea that, you know, one day somebody, well, he was probably, probably taking a regular treatment. I mean, you, if you're HIV negative, you take prep to prevent infection. This is so long ago before yeah. prep. Like these were drugs they were trying in the nineties to like, how to oh, yeah. get it out. And it was some, they were trying for a cure. I don't know if that's real or not, but it, when it came up, when he like tested for it all the times and then came up after this drug trial that mm-hmm. he did. And it was the beginning of prep. Well, there's another treatment as prevention. I think we'd be remiss not to mention it for folks that are HIV positive, that are taking their, their meds as they should, and they become undetectable. Um, uh, studies have shown that um, they cannot, uh, transmit HIV because they are undetectable. They're taking their meds as as suited, and you know some would say that they're it's as safe to you know engage in sexual activity with them as it is with somebody who's you know quote unquote HIV negative or whatever. So I think it's important to talk about it because now more than ever, there's so many uh, things that are breaking down the stigma that is HIV and AIDS. And I think that humor is one of those things, as you know, somebody might be offended yeah. by it. But, you know, then we can talk about it. We can talk about prep. We can talk about treatment as prevention. Let's laugh instead of cry. Yeah. I, I do think people kind of forget about AIDS. That's why I like to remind them. Right. Like, they forgot about Shady, like, you know, or Dre. Sorry. Damn it. I'm not cool. You know how people forgot about Dre? Well, they forget about AIDS. You did it. Damn it. <laughs> you totally did it. It didn't feel good. <laughs> um, no, yeah, but... How hot, though, did Jonathan Groff look with it? Well, he looks so good thin. Listen, I used to act. And so, like, like that part was, like, my dream part. Because, first of all, he got to, like, the because the first scene in uh, The Normal Heart is they're, like, at Fire Island. They're, like, Mm -hmm. living their lives. They're healthy. They're in, like, swimsuits. They're, like, throwing the football. They look idyllic. They look idyllic. And then, like, because he has three scenes in the whole show. And it's like so the, the best scenes that you can have as an actor because they're going to make you up in the first scene to look just amazingly beautiful. And all you have to do is be like, <laughs> like you're, you know, you're the, what's coming. And then in the next scene, it's like literally him, like delirious, bleeding from the nose, yeah. like dying in the streets of New York. And it's hot and he's delirious, which as an actor is another fun like thing to do. Like, uh, <laughs> He's like a zombie. So I just think Jonathan Groff should have just It's like gotten, acting exercises in a class. It's like... An, it's look it's beautiful. An you're happy. You're happy. Yeah. You're happy. Now, go to death. You're dying. It's yeah, horrible. It's exactly Your like immune that. system is gone. You've got a cold. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan Groff. Your body is a bruise. I love him. He was in. He was also in this show, Looking. Looking. Hey, have I watched every episode? Yeah. Did I watch love it? Love it. Turns me on because he's so hot. He was in Glee, which is yeah. where it started with him. Yeah. When he's saying hello in the yeah. library, which is strange because it's a library. He's so fucking hot. I think he's the hottest. I don't need him to fuck a girl or a guy. I don't care. He's so hot. I, I love Jonathan was. Groff. The only thing that I thought was unbelievable about his performance in Looking was that he was um, a top. So other than okay. that, I was okay. like, this is believable. He just didn't pull that off for me. Okay. So. You know what? Here's, okay, so I know. Was He's that just like got a bottom joke? face to me. He's got a bottom what? Face. Okay, so I have questions. Do you have questions I have questions, too. I, well, not about looking, because I've watched looking. But I do think that he was a top because he was kind of ashamed of his gayness in a little in little ways. Oh, so I got taking that as it, a plot point. Yeah. As an actor, I didn't believe Oh, okay, it. okay. <laughs> oh. Uh, He's just so... Um, but he's not a power top. He certainly wasn't. He did not come off as that. But yeah, he had a, a hard time bottoming um, until, spoiler alert, it does happen. Yeah. And then he did it. Yeah. He did do it. And he liked it. And it was great. And he, he's got a... And that was the thing, too. He has this like beautiful like apple butt. He's so beautiful. And it's like, what is it? I call that a honey trap. So like, if you're a man, <laughs> if you're a man that has like this beautiful butt, my friend Joe is like this, and I'm gonna mention his name because he he loves it when I talk about his butt. He had this like beautiful butt when I first like saw him, and I was Uh-oh. like, this is amazing. I want to be all about that. I want to learn about that. 
And then, like, things start happening, and all of a sudden, boom, he's a top. So, like, the honey trap is, like, I got drawn in by this Mm -hmm. honey butt, and then next thing you know... Um, the rug gets the rug. just. Yes. But if you if you that's go, actually how he yeah. got me on my back. Yeah, was pulled just the rug. pulled it right out from underneath. The, the um, what is what is the word for both switch trade? Oh, flip flop. Well, your verse. Your verse. verse? If you a like, verse. if you're yeah, if you're verse, so you can. What's this, trade? So oh, trade is just it like passes. no trade is just like a trick that you pick up. That's oh. trade. He, look at that trade. You got a rough trade is when they're like rough looking, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, so that's trade. But there's, right. there's the basics. So there's bottom. That's the receptive. Mm-hmm. There's top. That's the insertive. Or if you're in Latin America, pasivo y activo. Okay. Yeah. Um, He's traveled. And then you have, I've been to Spain and Mexico. <laughs> uh, and then you have verse. But then there are, you know, subgroups of that. Verse. So there's top verse, bottom verse, which means like. That's when you're going. You're like lean towards one thing, you, you but you towards. could go either way. I just bought a shirt that says "Power Bottom." Is that offensive? No, no, because there are power bottoms, and that, and that power bottom is like I'm not just a bottom. Yeah. I am the bottom. Take, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I identify as a power bottom, right? But I'm not gay, and I don't. Want well, to I be. think it's about a. I think it can be an attitude. It's an attitude to power. Bottom. Power bottom's a way of life. Yes, it's I'm gonna fuck me with you, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And power, power top and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I've always, I and mean, you can ask every, any gay guy in Houston, I think they'll agree with me. Re- in reality, there are three tops in Houston. Like, <laughs> you know. Really? And, I, and, and, when I started da- and when I started dating my boyfriend, I was off the market. So sorry, Houston. Huh? You used to be a top, but now you're a bottom. Actually, I've always identified as verse, but I always was top. And now in my current relationship, I'm bottom. You put out a vibe. I would think more of top. Well... You know what? And normally I would take that as a compliment, but I think that does a disservice to my bottom brothers because it takes all types. Yeah, it does take all types. I guess I mean, because I I think bottoming, I know why it's called bottom and why it would be a disservice because you take it. But I'm a woman and I take it it every time. It's almost like it's not sexy. I I do not adhere to the belief that it's not sexy. Like I will, I will take you and like. I can work it good. I can do it. And I think anybody who bottoms can and does, you know, probably. I, it is not a um, an insult right. to be a bottom. Nor should it be. But there are a lot of men. That's stupid. That's, that's something y'all have a problem with. You men and your, like, mentality to... To be this, like, it's just such a bitch-ass mentality. I think it's a little bit of sexism. It I is. Think it is. A, there's internal misogynist in there's every a lot gay of man that. Yeah. that they have to fight. Well, they I, have absolutely. to choose to. I think yeah. the tide is turning, but I definitely met this guy once, and he was very cute and whatever, and I, uh, we ended up hooking up, and I topped him. And then, great. And then the next time we got together, I think that he topped me. But his the thing that he would say whenever we were out is like, oh, I'm a top, I'm a top. So I went up to him. I kind of whispered in his ear. I was like, really? Because if I'm counting, we're 50-50, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, what's the – so what, you know? Why can't – I mean, like, I wish that I could fuck a dude. Like, I have not pegged a dude, and I think that would be so cool. But I don't have, like, an actual dick, which I wish I did, which is one of life's greatest – tragedies honestly that, that we I can't just all be everything yeah if i could just have a dick um to do both to take and give like let's all put it everywhere get it everywhere like i think about like what it would feel like to have a vagina and feel like have a dick in a vagina because i know what it feels like in a asshole that's a universal a experience so you can all have but that's what i and i've tried to like ask my female friends like so what's that like? What's that orgasm like is what I want to know. You know, because with a man, it's very like, you know, you you just have a beginning and an end. And, you know, you know when you've done a good job. And I'm like, I feel like the female orgasm, I used to have sex with women, by the way, is like much more complex You're and interesting. You know, no, I'm like a pewter star. I'm not even like a star. <laughs> so, okay. Um, First of all, and I'm sure you know this, that vaginal orgasm is very rare. It doesn't happen to well, you, a lot Well, that's not true because people. every woman I had sex with had an outstanding, amazing fireworks yep. orgasm. They yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. I've that heard that. Is, sure. Yeah. I've and heard everybody that. So maybe for everyone this. else, but not for me. <laughs> yeah, so I just, just want to put a time, I want to put a pin in that. Ryan has always made a girl come. Yeah. So um, 
Okay, yeah, that's something people should know about Ryan Leach. He can make Ryan a girl Ryan Leach come. can make a girl come. But that's not any longer, ladies. Sorry. Water, <laughs> like, water everywhere, but look, not a drop to drink. It's like <laughs> it's like riding a bike. Right. So a dick bicycle. Yeah, which I've seen one of those thing. online. Yeah, Talk to Nicki Minaj. Yeah. yeah. So if you you're not going to other than you personally make a girl come just vaginally. Usually it's got to be clitoral or G spot. So if you are fucking a girl and like a finger in the ass or something like it feels better. So I think you have it pretty good with the feeling wise because you felt your dick go in an ass mm-hmm. and a vagina mm-hmm. and you felt a dick in your ass, which feels great. Yeah. You've had it pretty much all of the ways. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you come from, I have a question for a gay person. And you, there's one. Here, here we are. If you, when you come from your dick, you're jerking off, or you're fucking somebody. Th- that's the that's best thing I've ever heard. Of, just what you just you're said. Just jerking off. When you're coming from your dick, you know, when you come from your dick, and you jerk off, you know, whatever it happens, it comes out. So that feels one way versus having somebody fuck you. Oh yeah. How that feels? What's that come versus come number one, come number two? What are those? Like? Um, I would say that when I've had an orgasm. While I was getting fucked mm-hmm. is way better. It's way better. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's the so. I guess maybe that would be the closest I'm going to get. I mean, I'll never really technically know, but that's when like that's one of those like my face has gone numb, like my <laughs> eyes have rolled back in my because I'll tell you it it happens really, and I've had to I have to kind of like train myself, my body to like remember like if I'm bothering like bottoming to derive pleasure from it. It's just sort of like I gotta. Because oh. I think that if you, you – it depends on how you approach it. Like I think a lot of men are reticent about bottoming because they're like, oh, it's going to hurt. Well, not really. Not if you you know prep the whole area, right? And then once you've got – you've opened up, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. then it feels great. And then, you know, you can – Welcome you to our world, well, dude. Technically – It hurts to fuck yeah, the first well, time too. Well, technically it would be the same, but imagine that the, quote, unquote, opening is just a lot – easier i think that yeah. the, it's well, not a when butt the first it's a time you have sex it does hurt crazy. yeah yeah of course i would imagine it's the same with butts but in general vaginas are necessarily are prepared for things going in right whereas butts aren't necessarily yeah. you know i don't think either are natural i don't and know i seen... to stop yeah the I... whole the whole thing i've never had butt sex i mean i will one day I mean, I think that it's, I think that it's worth doing, you know, I know people love it. People like straight girls love it. Very popular right now. Do they love, I mean, they're not telling you the truth, but a lot of my friends are like, I prefer it. It like, uh, you know, we're two or more gathered. There's like more girls like I like anal too. I like anal too. Yeah, but what do you? So, do you think is it? What's the? You got flustered the about well, anal I'm, sex. Because so, I have a question about this. I because haven't thought about when it's a from what, I, from what I've seen on the TV is that like it's like no, I'm not going to do that. I'm a lady, and then like oh, Bob wants me to do anal, and I'm just not going to do it because I'm a lady, and like there's this stigma around yeah. anal. special occasion. When they're like, I'll anal. do anything but that. Yeah, so if I'm like a dude in a relationship, I, that's what I don't know. Like, is if I approach it. Right, you know, like, Look, hey, babe, I'd really love to do anal rather than I want to fuck you in the butt. Like, listen, um, fifteen <laughs> that years so ago, no, 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 you said it I just think like that's a straight exactly male. right. Yeah, uh, fifteen years ago, if you would have been like, Cece, do you masturbate? I'm like, no, oh. Ew, gross. And then it, we started going, yeah, I do, but I don't want to talk about. it. And then we're like, yeah, I do. And then you'd be like, have you ever had a finger in your butt? You're like, no. And now they're like, yeah, you know, and. We'll put one in yours too. Um, So now it's just, you got to get girl, you got to give women like a time to get there. They're like, we are babies in like discovering our feminine, like our sex power. Mm -hmm. So like each decade, you know, each generation brings along something new and this is the anal generation. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I do love that. But I that's love Snapchat that idea. Filter up. Yeah, I do. I do love that idea, though. That we are babies in the whole like talking about sex yeah. and that kind of thing. I find okay. So something that just to go back a little bit to the lesbians, let's call it lesbians vs gays, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that visibility has always been a huge differentiation. I think gay men have been very, very vis- visible in a lot of different ways, and I think lesbians have been a little bit less visible, even in spite of the whole notion of like. Yeah, let's watch two girls fucking make out. That's hot. 
you know what I mean? Like, even though that part is there, I think in activism, in uh, because of the AIDS crisis, because it was affecting mainly men, I think in the media eye, it's always been uh, like LGBT has always been more about gay men than it has been about. Uh, well, the- every room that a man can be like, they fill it up. Yeah. Right. So like when they're involved, they fill it up. They take the lead. I think only more recently, like what he's saying, or maybe what I'm realizing is they're sharing the space. Yeah. That that the G and the L are starting to mean the same amount or garner the same amount of. Well, I think that it's all, when you talk about adding letters, LGBTQIA, you know, it's always like a fucking struggle, you know, when, cause we all, we think we have this perception, like there's only so many seats at the table, which is a misperception. There's a ton of seats at the table, but like, I, re- I remember just in like the last 10 years, uh, transgender visibility within our community and acceptance within our own community mm-hmm. was like nothing. I mean, there's still no, a lot of people, yeah. there's still a lot of people that are like, that's not even like, they, they have nothing to do with us. And it's just so wrong headed because we're really all in it together. And, you know, gay men, especially because of the AIDS crisis, owe a huge debt of gratitude to lesbian and transgender and straight individuals who did want take the time to care for uh, members of our community when our community was really, mm-hmm. you know, starting to dwindle. Certainly there were a lot of people that were not helpful. But, you know, I and I think that that is sort of what's gotten us to here, which is not a perfect place, but it's a better place. Well, yeah, more togetherness in that regard, where the versus is dropping, and now you can really identify as a big community. Every, even if you are a minority, even if you are an oppressed people, when their new generation comes in and wants to do something different, old-timers don't like it. Mm -hmm. Wow, what do you mean? We don't do things that way. Like, we're gay like this. Like, it's just how everything, women the same way. Like, I have a feminist aunt who believes that it's done. Like, what are we still worried about? Like, nah, girl. We're, we're just moving forward. It just yeah. happens. Um, I do want to edit you one thing. You said transgender, but according to our president, is transgenders. Oh, transgender so or transgendered. Please, please don't forget the S again, because yeah. they are things. Oh, my God. Um, I do have controversial. So, transgender people... Um, I love, I guess as a whole, probably a lot of you are assholes and a lot of you are beautiful people. But I do have, like, I watch RuPaul's Drag Race, like most Americans. And I have, like, controversial views or questions or something. You know, feelings. I have controversial feelings about this last season. About Peppermint? Yeah. Well, listen, I think that she really really said it right. You know, transgender women have been contributing to drag for as long as drag's been around. Yeah. You know, and that it's and it's a misperception and and it's a misperception of what drag is. You know, drag is it's dressing up, it's playing with gender. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's something beyond that. And I think Peppermint proved in sort of a, a way that I don't know if it was an intentional or not. But in this way where you kind of already loved her and then she revealed because she revealed to the other queens mm-hmm. who she was. And I think that it was sort of this, you know, for some people, like very like groundbreaking, you know, idea. But also on RuPaul's Drag Race, they've had several other queens yeah. that were, were identified as transgender. And so I, I think that it's great. And, you know, I think the just let everyone do what they want to do. You yeah. know, unless it's Nazis yeah. and church. I feel like... I'm like, no, not to that. Stop. Yeah. yeah. First of all, look, Peppermint, sweet baby, didn't didn't deserve top four, you know? Mm, no. I would because say... Because that reveal... I, I would look, say deserve top four, Stop but it. I would not say that they should have... Uh, they should have... The finale, the final, like... The bang off should have been Shaykule and and uh, Trinity Sasha Valor. and Sasha Valor. Yeah, you see, I became Team Trinity reluctantly because okay. she okay. was so. I I loved her. I love funny, fishy. Like I think Trinity didn't even know how funny right. she really was. She just probably made herself laugh. She just thought she's beautiful, right? But she's just a little Florida, like a little tacky, yeah. in the dress. You well, know? and Peppermint, I agree. Should not probably have been in the top four, but she earned it because the cookie just crumbled that way. Yeah, which really. is a lot of what those competitions are. Yeah. You know, it's. You know? I mean, but, so, do you not think it's because she's trans? She's a trans woman. I, I mean, no, I really think that they. I think it was how because I think that if Valentina Hutton 
screwed Fucked that up. shit up yeah. and had uh, Nina Bonina. I mean, I think that she got there legitimate, the, legitimately. I think that the final two, you know, kind of how they got to the final two was a little busted because I thought Shay... It was like the four for the first time and yeah. it the Shay seasons and, and then yeah. it ended but up... But I think to say that discredits pe- what Peppermint did do. And Peppermint also, I think, was on the good end of a lot of misfortune for other people and you know who i flipped on also i turned team trinity and this is not going to be very popular but i turned not team valentina i was team valentina oh, yeah that's not that's fine here she might take a little offense to it because no she, no not because you of like you. valentina i, think I have a perfect well i'm a i'm a latinx you right. know what i mean like that's who i am latinx yeah that's that's that's, that's new for you it's a new thing but um no. i definitely like Bitch hit it, hit that head on the nail. What? Um, hit that nail on the head. Yeah, hit that nail. Like on the, head. the the minutia of that telenovela. Like that's what I fucking grew up with. Mm-hmm. So it was the first queen that I was like, I know exactly who you are. But just oh, the most beautiful. Yeah, I think the most gorgeous we've ever one. seen. I think but probably hey, baby, my favorite. You yeah. can't lip sync, then you can't do that's it. That's the thing. And then I didn't like her attitude. Like I, th- oh, yeah. I just think she's a little toned. I think she's a little too big for her britches. I think she's oh. a, she needs to grow into her queenness. But drop dead gorgeous, hit it tens all across the board except for that tan shoe in the wedding. That tan shoe, not right. And so... I hate to nitpick, but here we you go. Got to. That's we where gotta we pick get to this level. Uh, you know what somebody I mean? Was yeah. talking, <laughs> you know, rested t- on her laurels. Yep. A true queen would never do that. A true yeah. queen would not. Uh, I also hate Charlie Hyde, so I just okay. want to say right you now. Did, you did hate yeah, that. I cannot, I cannot watch this season. Well, I, I rewatched it with you, mm-hmm. and I just cannot. I cannot. I hate, I hate that bitch. Like Charlie? Yes. Oh, yeah. Charlie. Like, yeah. Do something, you dumb cunt. But this goes back to Peppermint. So Eureka busts her knee. Valentina cannot hey, did she you know well okay. <laughs> but valentina can't we know what an excuse but looks like. nina bonina like psyched herself out i mean it it peppermint was the beneficiary of a lot of people just not bringing their cutting the, cutting it, hey, yeah speaking of rupaul's and aids have you seen trinity lately <laughs> trinity k bonet oh <laughs> no, no 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 trinity uh k. yeah she bonet. had flippers yeah hey she looks so good mm-hmm. like i don't know what happen i don't think it's just contour because she's trans right no trinity is not no no Uh, you're thinking of monica beverly hills maybe no no. trinity k bonet is not trans gorgeous the most gorgeous uh change transformation somebody they got a little money in their pocket yeah and now they're doing it right which is great i want these girls to get this um fucking gorgeous yeah now so just to talk about this on a more like on a grander level how fucking cool is it that we live in a moment where like uh like rupaul himself or herself never thought that she would go mainstream like she it's it's a quote of hers she's like i will never go mainstream this is not what uh, the world is ready for Bitches mainstream. Well, like what a weird world we live in where RuPaul's going mainstream and Donald Trump's our president. It's like Yeah, it is yeah, it is how, but everything is happening. more extreme. It everything is, is little, more extreme. I do worry that's a little fetishized. Yeah. Um I, even talking about it today, I was like, should I bring that up? We just talked about where I'm just where a, white I'm just a fan. Straight woman below. Like yes, is it is I'm it, a fan of drag. But I've been a fan of RuPaul's. I used to watch her talk show. Yeah, well, but it's a it's a, a an amazing show. Like, I yeah. mean, it's got all the it elements. Has everything. But here's what I will say: support your local queens, though. Yeah, make sure to go to their live shows. Um, but, because I want to say that because we've got like violets are blue. We've got um, we've blackberry. Got, yeah, we've got coffee. It. We've got a lot of um, oh, I don't think she Charles Beans DeBarge. I don't know if she performs. What's the little anymore. Bryce baby? What's that queen with the enema? Bryce Cobb. Holy shit. Like, is that her stage name? No. Well, I don't know her stage name. I, I didn't. Either. Oh, my God. The funniest bitch. Um, hey, listen. But, yeah, we have some good Klonopin, my friend. Yes. Well, and he's, and he's cutting edge. He's doing San Francisco, bringing some San Francisco uh-huh. drag here. I mean, uh, like, bearded queens have had there forever. Uh-huh. We're just, he's doing it. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's, Blackberry's bearded, too. I think it's just exciting. It's more of, like... People just being themselves to the absolute maximum degree. It's the same thing we're talking about with like gay guys. Like, if you want a bottom, you want somebody to fuck your butt. Like, just fucking yell it out yeah. into Our the weird, fucking. You can four wear wins. your weird now. Just be who hey, you are. Yeah. Do you think that we're a little like 
like too critical on queens because of RuPaul's Drag Race. Because now we're like, uh uh-uh, you can't come out here with a shoe like that. Like, but four seasons ago, we were just like, if you go back and watch it, you're like, holy shit. You know what? You look like a trash bag. You know what? That's the way it goes. The you, level you know, is But we, but we are up. like, and even at a real show, people are just like, uh-uh, how you gonna, like, when I went to Hamburger Mary's, I was like, she's not even trying. But like, <laughs> hey, man, I'm not fucking wearing all that makeup, doing that, like, dancing around. And I'm just like giving my money away. Because even though I'm less than impressed, I'm like, hey, this is not RuPaul's fucking drag race with the lights and the shit. And I'm not Michelle, Michelle Visage, even though I wet. I think that when you are when you decide that you want to be a performer and you want to put it out there, then you know you're you're open to the good, the bad, and the ugly, or at least you need to be, because it takes a thick skin to to get your ass out there to begin with. Whether you're writing, whether you're dancing, whether you're performing drag, and you know that's the way it goes. And you know what? My friend Ryan told me this once because I got um, I got it was put, him in a mirror. I got put on. The <laughs> I got put on the Ryan. cover of Outsmart magazine in January oh my 2017. God. I don't know if you've picked it up off stands. Uh, but anyway, there were a few people that had... It was free if you did. Would uh, you autograph <laughs> copies? I, ha- I have them you. in my car, actually. Um, awesome. But there were a few people in my life that like had some things to say about that. And I was like, who the fuck cares? Like, Had to say about you being on the cover? Yeah, they, just, they just didn't think I deserve... Like, how you deserve it, I don't know. And so my friend Ryan told me he's from... Uh, North Carolina, or he's one from one of the Carolinas. He's like, listen, if somebody's not hiding you, then you are doing something wrong. That's this right. This sounds perfection to me. You are VIP. And then I was like, that's right, bitch. And then I framed that motherfucker and I put it on the wall. It's the first thing I thought of is, thank God somebody didn't think you deserved it. If everybody thought you deserved it, who the fuck are you, Oprah? I guess the word There's deserve. people that hate Oprah. Kanye says this. I think we just talked about this. Kanye says this. Like, if like if you don't have haters, then who are you? I guess. What what are you doing if you're not doing something so controversial that people that yeah, you're not like a Sunday school teacher. Get you need some people that are just like that bitch. I, Ryan's a motherfucker. Yeah, why that. Ryan? He's not even cute. Like Bring just it. have somebody who hates. Good. I it's, mean, I just didn't understand the word deserve. Like, oh, so everyone that's come before me on the cover of Outsmart magazine. Hey, ask them to name three it. people who've been on the fucking cover. That deserve it. They, don't, they can't even say deserve because they're just like three people. I don't know, some doctor that advertises yeah. their teeth whitening a lot. Well, I think it just shows the good judgment of the editors at Outsmart magazine. That's right. For, which I do, I'm a regular contributor a, for. Yeah, absolutely. And with I do a have a professional relationship. relationship. Yeah, what absolutely. did you wear on the cover? I actually was wearing a tuxedo because it was my, the story was not so sweet 16. It was like a things to leave behind in 2016 recap. Uh-huh. So, um, and it wasn't particularly glamorous. Like I had like, I was dressed up for New Year's and I was looking hungover. And oh, like, that's kind of funny. Sad. I thought so too, and I'm like, it's not like this is a glamour shot, okay, or it's Google. not like a Ryan Leach, the best gay man in Houston. Right. Check Look him out. Handsome. I'm, that's the next cover, the but gay you know, yeah, absolutely. But uh, hey, this is a new goal, Oha. Let's get on Outsmart Magazine. I would love to. Yeah. Can you make that happen? Like, it would be easier if you just did it for us. Yeah, that's true. I will. Um, <laughs> if we didn't have to work towards She's that gay, in our gayness, I'm friendly. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. You know? Look at hey, these two girls. I used to say, <laughs> "Do you know a friend of Dorothy is gay?" Yeah. Okay. And I used to say that because I thought it meant like I'm an ally, right? And so I was like, "I'm a friend of Dorothy," and people would be like, "What?" Yeah. Just look at me, but never said anything. And then I say, I'm a friend of a friend of Dorothy. Like, you know, I'm your friend. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, it's cute. Just cheer for me. I mean, we we really appreciate it. (laughs) No, but I just thought I was so funny. You're not that close of a friend because you don't know the language. Yeah, I did. I was a little young. I don't I don't fully know the language either. I don't think lesbians have a, a couple different things like they have like. Uh, but we don't femme. really, yeah, butch, femme, boy, um, oh, yeah. with an eye, but it's, it's a lot more simple, I think. Boy with an eye. Yeah, boy f- with an eye. My lesbian boy. friend explained a to me. A soft butch. My lesbian friend explained to me lesbian sex using a stapler and a pair of scissors. Yeah. Which, and not, and explain the truth about scissoring. Yeah. Which I'm not going to even attempt to go into, but. It's, it's extremely so complicated. Yeah. It's not really as fun, I think, as people right. think it is. Yeah. You basically have to be an athlete, you know, mm-hmm. to do it correctly. Mm-hmm. And even like then, Serena and Venus Williams. Yeah, exactly. Well, not together, but if they you do, don't, you don't know that. It's Game of Thrones. It's very hard to do two things at one time. So, yeah. like, getting yourself, it's just too much. It's like leg 69ing, and it's just a lot. I don't it know. Is. I saw that lady sucking a grapefruit dick the, uh, earlier, and I was yeah. like, 
Yeah. She's, she's famous on this podcast. Yeah. She's good. Yeah, we've talked about we've her talked too many about times. Her, this like, maybe the third. Well, that was how time. you. I came in and you said before you say anything, watch this. <laughs> yeah. And there's it's by the way, there's a bowl everybody. of grapefruit in front of me right now. <laughs> uh, we're both gonna suck your neck with it. <laughs> yeah. That's our go-to. That's how um, we end every single relationship. By the way, yeah. And if if you don't have a dick. Um, well, we still air suck it, and yeah. <laughs> right. nobody really enjoys it because it gets grapefruit juice everywhere. But, but it's, it's a it's tradition. It's fine. So. And yeah. if you have scurvy, if you have scurvy, I think it's good for you. I think so. Okay. Well, if I don't you know. Have I'm acid not a reflux, doctor. Scurvy feels less likely than gonorrhea. Right. So back to that. Hey, um, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Do you want to say anything else? Do you want to give us any advice? Do you want to say something to the people? I do want to, I want to plug. Yeah. We would love that. Yeah. Plug it. So, um, we have, uh, back in June, we produced a show of LGBTQ storytelling called Mm -hmm. story hole. It was at rec room. Oha was a performer, a storyteller in it. And it was sold out both shows, and it was so popular. People still talk about it sometimes. Do they really? Yeah, yeah they people should. come up to me. Yeah. And random places at restaurants come up to me and say, hey, you did an amazing job at that yeah. show. Well, you did. You did it. You did really an amazing job. Thank you job. very much. But they also uh, love the show. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, it was a great show. Uh, it exceeded my expectations. And so we've been invited to do Story Hole 2. Mm-hmm. So, and the theme, the theme for Story Hole 1 was my first time. The theme for Story Hole 2 is holidays. Can you so. call it Story Hole 2? Like, if it was a movie, you'd be like, Story Hole 2, wetter and darker. Like, something. Yeah, I, well, I think I'm like, my thing is hashtag sequel suck because Story Hole, like Glory Hole, so suck. But also, it's not a sequel, really. And the other thing is, um, uh, every uh, your family's coming. C U M M I N G, because that's like a play on like coming. Hey, how edgy! And then, like coming like for the Very holidays. Edgy. I would have never put that. I think the best jokes are ones you have to explain. Because then yeah. people really spend a lot of time with it and it sinks in. The That's holidays definitely... are coming is a great theme for like if you put out a newsletter. Oh, yeah. I guess it's the holidays thing. are coming. It's the better than families coming. coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The holidays are coming. We're I am crafting about to... it. We're smithing it. Hey, you can use that for free. <laughs> I am uh, about to host a bachelor art party that I'm, I'm at JR's. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That I'm was doing actually it in she changed England. her mind where it was gonna be yeah. during this. I'm hour. gonna go ahead and have it in England where yeah. I'm about to go and it's uh the best is yet to come. Because I think marriage is a beautiful thing and like the best is yet to come for their life. Uh so story hole, when is that? October fifth. October fifth. And if we're lucky, Oha will be performing again. I would love to. I okay, accept. So. Where can they buy tickets? Well, once uh, we're probably the tickets probably going to go live uh, beginning of September. They can follow you on Instagram. Yeah, Story you can Hole. follow me on Instagram at Storyhole, uh, and you can also find uh, we have a we'll have an event page. We're actually creating sort of a Facebook page. My our friend Catherine Way, I think a friend of the show, Catherine Way, Absolutely. helps curate the show with me, and so lucky for that because she is amazing to work with and she's also very funny and very talented. So, mm-hmm. uh, but you can follow us on at story hole on Instagram and you'll get people, all those notifications. People have to buy tickets. You'll have to buy tickets. It will sell out. Yeah. Buzz sold has out already time. been, go- yeah, it's both shows sold out. So, you'll and it was so fun. Yeah. It, it was just like a, a ton of really it. funny, cool people telling different kinds of stories about their lives. I felt like a lot of people in the audience identified and there was laughing was and it was, but there was also some really solemn kind of beautiful moments of people just sort of, Talking about their personal experiences, it was very, it was very, very nice. Well, and I it was think just a nice time. It was nice for us as a community because I think all the oftentimes when we're being public, we're being political. Yeah, and it was nice to go into a space and just hear stories, and they're like yeah. sexy or funny or scary or sad. Mainly sexy, I think. But, you know, to hear some of those stories. And I think if you're a person who's not LGBTQ identifying, it's eye-opening. Yeah, (laughs) I knew some people that went there. Hey, that's why I think it's important to turn that into a podcast. Don't You don't have to be political. Just talk about life, man. Like, I talk about my vagina and dick all the time. Why aren't you talking about all of everything? Just start it. People will love it. They'll listen. I swear to God, you'll jump listeners faster than we do, probably. I hope I surpassed you. I hope yeah. so too. God, we wish you the best. We in that. Uh, only support the people around us. Mm-hmm. We want everybody to do um, great things. Yeah. And I wish I felt the same way. I know. Yeah. Well, I know it's hard <laughs> to I'm not to feel. No, no, I think that's beautiful that one, you were quick enough to do that and you were fast enough. But honestly, doesn't other people's beauty chip away at your own value? Is yes. That's all he's saying. That's, the, I have that on a pillow. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. Other people's beauty chips away at your own value. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. Uh, I bet you bought that in like Round Rock, Texas, or my, one my of the grandmother made it. Women. She's always that's always been our family her, saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's a crest. Yeah. It's her. Th- yeah, that's mm-hmm. the Leech family saying. Yeah. The motto. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Did you have fun? I had actually a really amazing time, and um, actually, of he was course, like, I I'm thought this be. was gonna be horrible. No, I I expected it to be great, exceeded my expectations, and of course, I'm gonna support. Shit show. That's the name of the show, right? Of course I'm going to support you. <laughs> Shit show is our sketch show relationship. Stephanie, Lola, thank you so much oh, for having me. <laughs> oh, absolutely. God damn it, he got us. Vote for him for best actor because he just pulled a fucking fast one. You guys, we love you. Yeah, Please bye. rate and review us at MockingbirdNetwork.com. Thank you, Brenda Valdivia. You rate thank and review on iTunes. Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love Comedy you. Comedy Houston, bye. Mocking Bird Network.